Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you bring in more revenue without having to work so hard for it. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today, we're talking about how to transition to getting your clients to pay you in full upfront. There's a long history of paying for your tax return when you pick it up at your CPA's office or when they send the invoice, which might be weeks or months after the CPA did the work. Now, you know the benefits of getting paid in full upfront. You can have a clearer sense of how much of your capacity is now paid and on the books, and how much more you still need to sell. You have clients who have agreed to your price, so you don't have to send invoices and then duck for cover. You don't have a pile of AR dangling out there in space that you need to burn time tracking down. You're no longer held hostage by clients you want to fire, but you don't want to fire them until they pay you for the last three years. And you have access to and use of the cash and cash is queen. Now, I know you know this in theory, but that doesn't mean that it's easy to implement a switch to getting paid in full upfront for tax returns. But I want to walk you through how you can still do this, even though if you're listening live or relatively live, it's early February, there may still be time if you haven't done this already. And even if you haven't done it already, for the reasons that I mentioned above, it's still worth making the improvements that you still have time to make. You can always make some improvements now, learn from the process, and implement more improvements later or next tax season. And one thing that you can always do is give your buyer a price before they agree to work with you. So I want to give you some of the most common reasons that clients cite as not being able to make this transition or why this transition is hard. And the three most common reasons that I hear are number one, they haven't done it this way before and they don't know how to do it. Number two, clients aren't used to paying them this way and they'll need to adjust. And number three, they're worried about underpricing. I don't know how long returns take. I can't price if I don't know how long it's going to take. What if they show up with some surprise? What if I get killed on scope creep? So valid concerns, but they don't need to stop you. What I don't want you to do is believe that your concerns are a valid justification for not figuring out how to do this. Because my clients who are CPAs, just like you, have gone through this process. They've had all these same concerns and we've worked through all of them. Letters have gone out the door and what their clients say, by and large, is great, sign me up. So let me take these objections one by one. Number one, not having done something before is not the reason not to try something. 
when we do things that we haven't done before, we get a new view of what's possible. We learn what works and what doesn't work. You'll learn how to make it better next time. And when we do things that we haven't done before, it shifts your self-concept from being someone who doesn't do things they've never done before, which is deadly as a business thought, to someone who does new things in order to find out, figure out, and then learn what does work. So a quick story, and that is that I have something of a side hustle passion project as a ski instructor in Sun Valley. It happens to be W2, but I do it for 10,000 reasons that have nothing to do with money. And the other day I had a client and I suggested to her that we go ski Hemingway. And without batting an eye, she's like, no. And I said, why not? She goes, I've never skied that before. And I was like, so? And she said, well, I've never skied it before. I don't think I can ski it. And I was like, well, why do you think you can't ski it if you've never skied it before? And she's like, I don't know. I've never done it. I can't ski it. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? I've never done it before is like a Mobius belt. It just goes round and round and round and round. And there's no end to it. So there's this closed version of I've never done it before, the really tight thought loop. And it's usually well-intentioned. It's just trying to help you avoid some outcome that you think is going to be negative. But it leads to you not trying the thing. And that leads to not being able to do the thing. And if you don't do new things in your business, things that are surely beneficial and will lead to outcomes that you do want, if you never try those things, you'll never get to the outcome that you do want. And you'll be stuck with the outcome that you don't want, which is a pile of AR dangling out there out in space and clients you have to chase down before you can fire them. Being more profitable in your accounting practice requires that you try things that you haven't done before. So I said to her, listen, I wouldn't suggest something that I didn't think you could ski because that would be terrible for both of us. If you got scared, you're going to get paralyzed. You're going to get stuck and I'm going to have to carry you off the hill and I have no interest in doing that. And I don't want you to have that experience. I want you to have a great experience today. Not one where you get petrified and scared because I've taken you down something that's too hard. And she was like, oh, right. Okay. And I was like, listen, how about this? Follow me, put your turns exactly where I put mine and we'll go mellow and we'll go easy. And we'll just take it slow and we'll work our way down until you feel comfortable and then it'll be fine. She's like, okay. So we just had to get her thought shifted from I've never done it before and therefore I can't to I've never done it before. Let's see how we can do this. Right? The closed version of I've never done it before is a thought you want to banish from your business. The open version of I've never done it before, which leads to feeling more curious and excited, is the more efficient mind frame to be in, not the one that feels paralyzed and shut down. So that's... Objection number one, the I've never done it before thought. It's an okay thought to have. It's okay that you have that thought. What we want to do is shift from the paralyzed, stuck version of the thought into the curious, explorative, open-minded version of the thought of let me see how I can do this. So the second stuck point when I work with CPAs to help them transition to pricing and getting paid in full upfront is my clients aren't used to being paid this way. Now, there may be some truth to that. And you may look at your client roster and go, hmm, yeah, in fact, there's plenty of evidence to support that they are not used to paying me in full up front. They're used to receiving a bill after tax season and paying after the fact. But what happens when you say, my clients are used to paying in full up front for all sorts of things. Why not tax returns? They'll love it. In full up front is how they pay for most things. And knowing that sometimes it's easier for the brain to believe things when there's a giant pile of evidence, I was like, well, how about I, how about I gather some evidence? for this thought. So what I did was go to my credit card statements and total up all the transactions, go through them and see which ones I pay in full upfront for things and where I pay after the fact. So cross personal and business, there were 98 charges, call it roughly 100. And of those 100 transactions, 
there were only six where I paid after the fact, where I got an invoice after the transaction had taken place and after I'd used or consumed the product. And of those six transactions, there were only three charges where I didn't know the price in advance. There were three where I didn't know the price in advance, but if I guessed, I would have come in pretty close, like plus or minus 10%. So I wouldn't have been way off. I had a sense of what it was going to cost, even if I didn't know it exactly at the time of the transaction. And those three were getting my hair cut, cut and colored. That one's a mystery, even though I could have known because their prices are listed, but it's a little bit of a mystery because sometimes it's platinum and sometimes it's pink and sometimes it's plain. I could have found out in advance if I wanted to what I was about to spend. The second one was eating out. You know, I can have a sense that when we go out for Mexican, it's about 50 bucks, depending on how many margaritas we have. And the third one was housekeeping, which varies by about 20 bucks plus or minus a month at the most. So three transactions that actually weren't on my credit card statements because they didn't come up this month or they don't appear on credit card statements that have been surprises where I've paid in the past are doctor's visits. It's like anybody's best guess how much blood labs are going to cost at the end. You know, is it going to be a $35 copay? Is it going to be 120 bucks or is it going to be $475? Anybody's best guess. I have no idea, right? You just wait until you get the bill. <laughs> you cross your fingers. Second one is property taxes. Those happen twice a year. They're volatile. Thank goodness money gets put aside in escrow. And third one is investments. I have my mutual funds at a really well-known place that's known for low cost. And I wanted to go in out of curiosity to see how much I had spent. And I set my timer for 10 minutes because I noticed that I was like starting to get lost in a land of clicking around. And I was like, let me not get too far sucked in. So after 10 minutes, I still had not found how much I had paid in 2022 for them to hold my investments, which I have my thoughts about, but it's a topic for another time. So back to the transactions, call it 100 transactions for simplicity. I realize it's not exact, but 6% of the purchase transactions I made in a given month did not have clear upfront pricing where I paid after I bought or consumed the item, which means that 94% of the transactions I made in a given month had clear upfront pricing where I knew the price before or at the time I made the buying decision. I paid for it to get the thing. Your clients are probably fairly similar and they are used to paying for things in full upfront for the majority of their purchases. So number one, I haven't done it this way before. Number two, clients are used to paying for things this way. Number three, you're worried about underpricing. You don't know how long returns are going to take. You don't want to lose your shirt. I get it. Of course you don't want to lose your shirt. I don't want you to lose your shirt. But knowing how long something takes has nothing to do with your price. How long something takes only has to do with your cost. And your cost and your price should have loads of daylight between them. Because without loads of daylight between your price and your cost, it's really hard to carve out time to work on your business. You'll always be stuck working in your business, doing the work at too low a price. Now, I know you know how long returns take. Your brain just wants to tell you and trick you into thinking it doesn't know, but really it knows. So when my clients offer up this thought, yeah, but I don't know how long returns take. I'm like, hmm, let's see. So I say, does a return take 400 hours? And they're like, no. And I'm like, does it take 100 hours? And they're like, no, don't be ridiculous. And I'm like, does a return take 50 hours? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, does a return take 10 hours? And they're like, not usually. They're like, usually it takes like 30 to 60 minutes, depending if it's simple and it's individual. The business ones take a few hours. I'm like, okay, great. So you know how long returns take? And they're like, yeah, you know how long returns take. I know you know. 
The brain just wants to trick you into thinking that you don't know because it, again, wants to keep you safe and it wants to protect you from screwing up because screwing up is painful and the brain is designed to help you avoid anything painful. So it's just tricking you. The other way in, if you really don't know how long returns take, is to go back to 2022 or the prior year and be like, well, how did I build my past clients? And you'll find all the evidence and the data that you need. So you know how long returns take. And remember how long it takes doesn't have anything to do with your price. It only has to do with your cost. So you figure out ballpark on average, how long certain kinds of returns take. So you put your clients kinds of returns into a certain number of buckets, right? The individuals, the individuals with real estate, the business, business with real estate. And then you have the outliers, the ones that you are like, oh, that one I can't even hazard a guess at yet, right? But you have certain buckets that are reasonably predictable. So you start with those. And if you've been working like mad and you know you're underpriced, then at least add 50% to your price or double it. And remember that the value to your clients is in the time and frustration they save by not having to do it themselves. The harder it is for your clients to do their own return, the more valuable it is to them to have you do it. And remember that the value is in the access to you for when random things come up throughout the year. The value to them is in your ability to look forward and help them make decisions that are tax savvy rather than waiting until April the following year to only to find out that it's too late. So number three, you're worried about underpricing. You don't know how long returns take, but you know how long returns take. You have a sense of how long the vast majority of returns take. And if you have a couple outliers this time around, fine, you'll come back to them next year. Three objections. You haven't done it this way before. That's okay. Now's a great time to find out. Number two, clients aren't used to paying this way for tax returns, but they pay this way for the vast majority of their other transactions. They can't wait to pay in full upfront. They can't wait to know exactly how much it's going to cost. They will be happier to pay in full upfront. And number three, they're worried about underpricing. You have a sense of how long it will take. You can find out how long it will take. You can establish your cost and you can set your price. So you can price and get paid in full up front. All of my clients are doing it. We do it in the first few weeks of down to 40 hours CPA mastermind. They're all moving through the process. Some have moved through the process and we've been watching price up front letters going out the door and the response by far is positive and it sounds like, yep, sign me up. Compared to what you imagine it might be, the pushback that you are concerned about getting, which is your clients being irate and how dare you, that is so much smaller than your imagination is spinning it up to be. What masterminders all say universally is in terms of pushback on pricing, it is way less than what they were expecting. So you can price up front. It's good for your business. It's good for your clients. They are likely to prefer it. You can get paid in full up front. And when you do, the benefits are that you have a clear sense of how much of your capacity is now paid and on the books and how much more you still need to sell. And you will have clients who will have agreed to your price so you don't have to send invoices after the fact and then duck for cover. And you won't have to chase clients for payment so you can get all that time back and you won't be held hostage by clients who haven't paid you before you can let them go. And you will have access to and use of that cash and cash is queen. You are welcome. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time.
Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.